welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Hey, this is Ben Moore. Test one, two. Test. Is that you? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. What a disaster. Right. That was a cluster. <sighs> Is there a way we can edit it so there's not like twenty minutes of dead space in the beginning of the episode? I don't think so. Alright, um, great. So everybody just make sure you <laughs> like start the episode twenty minutes from the beginning. Because that's when you'll hear us speak. God damn it. All right. Yeah, that was Welcome pretty annoying. Welcome to Morelia Python Radio. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Glad you could join <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <sighs> no. No. Uh, wait, after that. Um. <laughs> there it is. Now it's working. Welcome to Morelia Python Radio. Your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. We may be late, there. but there. we what still. Yeah, this didn't happen. Yeah, yes, this is true. <laughs> oh man, what a pain in the god. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. It just I couldn't hear anything at all. I mean, I, I everything was live on the board, so I had to call BlogTalk and yell at them and blah blah blah. And, oh man. But right, because every time you hit a button on the soundboard, like at one point, I'm pretty sure I heard like Ben from Aussie Edition go, "This is Ben." I'm like, yeah. "What the hell is he doing here?" So it was like there were a few things where you'd hit stuff and I'd hear it, and uh, then you couldn't hear me. So I'm pretty sure at one point. Uh, people were hearing me type away furiously or breathe, so uh, hopefully they didn't. Anyway, we'll let you guys know when to actually start the episode when we uh, release it out to the general public for their consumption. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
So how's your day, Owen? <laughs> I don't know. Remember, everyone, you voted us best radio show. You can't take it back anymore. It happened. Yeah. All right. I think it's because we we're doing a show about. For... Yeah, we're doing a show about breeding season updates, but I'm not breeding oh, been... here. You're not breeding, and I have such wonderful updates for everybody. It's amazing. Oh boy. So I know. That does not sound good, anyway, my friend. It was, yeah, um, well, you know the whole story so far, but uh, do we got any shop we got to talk first or uh, anything well, like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, these episodes are kind of laid back, but Dave uh, uh, David Means is calling in at some point to talk about the, apparently there's some kind of legislation um, that's getting passed in uh, or trying to be passed in Arlington County um in Virginia uh I think I I'm pretty sure they tried to do this before um so we'll get him on there cuz uh I'm just texting him now um we'll get him on there so that we can hear about uh what we, what we can do to help uh because I think there's some right. kind of ban over anything over 3 foot so that's well, kind of crazy. What? That's yeah, a anything lot. over th- a lot of corn snakes are over three foot. So ball pythons. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. There's um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the news. Uh, so I figured we'd touch on that stuff and and whatnot. But uh, let's see if they, uh, yeah, he should be calling in any second. Um, so okay. so yeah, I mean. I'll talk a little bit about uh, something real quick, uh, sure. and then we'll have Dave going, and then we'll probably hit back to it. One of my updates is is that how about this? Uh, I had yep. I had a guy uh, he contacted me, and he was trying to find information on a snake that supposedly I produced, and it was being sold to him as a pure Darwin. Um, Wait, all right, that's first flag, but go on. Yeah, so I I said uh I said to the guy I'm like um I said I I never produced Darwins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I I I never produced pure Darwins. I only produced uh cross uh albino stuff. Um so uh apparently I guess I sold a snake to somebody who sold it to some pet shop and then he bought it from this pet shop and now somebody bought it under the assumption that it was a Darwin. I don't think he's upset about it as much as like some people would be uh, because <laughs> I, I'd be furious, but you know, that's, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty but, snake, but, that's the but you run. If, if, yeah. if you're after a pure Darwin, if that's what you want, a pure hundred percent Darwin, why don't you know who's producing Darwin's and why aren't you calling those people? Yeah, I I don't I don't know I don't know the answer to that other than I, I I don't know the logistics behind like how the snake came to be like I don't know if you saw an ad or whatever but but so my thing is that is it something you produced that was yeah. labeled as a pure Darwin yeah okay yeah they said I produced it <laughs> so but but, but that part you, they got right like. Uh, oh, so you did because uh, I was I'm expecting like a full blown lie like 
you never produced this thing, and they said it was pure Darwin, but you produced this thing. It's just a mix. I mean, I can't. It looks like a snake I produced, but I, without any kind of number or anything, I I don't I don't know 100. percent I mean, I did produce Darwin's. I I believe it was 2014 is when this uh, this happened, but. I don't know. I guess I just bring it up because I guess my chickens have come home to roost, so to speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew we could have fed that damn thing to a blackhead. Yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is the this is the downside of uh, when you cross subspecies. Um, this kind of thing happens. Um, I don't know if I. I guess. I guess if I was the person that was selling it, I mean, I would try to hold on to the information that was given to them um, and then pass that along because then I would think that the snake would retain some kind of value, um, you know, other Mm -hmm. than the fact of just guessing if it's a Darwin or not. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if if I had a chance of like I bought the snake and I and I didn't know uh, anything about it and I'm buying it secondhand, if I had like a you know I don't know how you do your uh, your animals, but if I had that like the number on the card or whatever, I could contact you and say, hey Owen, did you produce blah blah blah? Yeah. I have the picture of well, all the animals that I produce, so it's not hard to put two and two together. But but it's it's difficult to. I mean, if somebody would be like, I heard you produced this thing up big, what year is it from? And if they can't even give me a year, then oh, I'm he knew that. readings from – Okay, so if, like, at least he got that because I'm like, do you imagine somebody said, Owen produced this thing, and it's like a semi-adult animal? Like, we're going as far back as clutches in 2010. I'm not going to go through six years worth of clutches comparing head patterns of this goddamn thing. you got to <laughs> narrow it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's – so – Sometimes people come at me and they'll say it was produced this year. Okay. Then I look at the clutches for the year. Now, I know, you know, if it's a Jag or if it's a this, then that already eliminates some clutches, and you can kind of go through it. But if you had the baby number, which nobody ever keeps those unless they are a serious person about breeding and carpet pythons, then I'm like, what's the baby number? And they fire that thing off because they have it, like, written down on the cage card and stuff like that or – you know, Nick has the stickers for his. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All the all the all the animals I ever got from Nick, the stickers that Nick provided me for are like, sta- like taped to the back of their cards, their cage cards here. So like, I have an adult animal that like has like its baby stuff from Nick written on the back of the card. So, it's all right there. Um, yeah. Plus also the lineage charts, but. If you don't have that stuff, that doesn't tell that that pretty much means to me is that you bought it from a second or third hand person, and, and those people tend to lie. And uh, I've been caught well, up in that kind of stuff. I bought, I, you know, uh, there was that what was the ivory jag I bought, and I was told it was from Carrie and Todd, and I posted it up online, and Todd was like, "We've never produced ivories, so don't even have ivory." So I looked like an idiot, and uh, then I found out where it really came from, but. You yeah, know, I, I, and I don't even I don't even know if sometimes they lie necessarily to be, you know, deceitful as much as like they just got the facts wrong. You know, sometimes you tell somebody something and they hear it a different way. Yeah. 
Right. Right. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, yeah, 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 I do. Um, So, but but, it would be – stop it, stop it. I need to poke it. Um, But what it is is that, you know, a lot – it's a whisper down the lane. You ever play that game when you were a kid where you tell a secret to somebody and then they'd go down the line – and then the last person in the line had to like yell out what the original phrase was, and it was never what it was in the beginning, because you yeah. lose data, you lose things, you lose bits and pieces. So, you know, this animal was produced by Eric Burke uh, from a breeding of a diamond to this, or a Darwin to this. Okay, this animal was produced by Eric Burke from a breeding of a Darwin to this. This animal was produced by Eric Burke of a breeding of a Darwin to a Darwin. This het albino. Uh, was produced by Eric Burke of pure Darwin stock. It was like, oh, shit. Like, by the time it gets down to here, the only thing that's still attached to it is your name. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. I, you know, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about it. Like, I didn't know if I should be mad or – I mean, I wasn't – I guess I wasn't mad, but I was just like, Man, I feel bad that this guy bought this snake and he thought it was this and it's really not. But he seemed to be okay with it from from his message. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't, yeah. but you know. Oh well, live and learn. But I'm just saying that so that you know, make sure that you know if, before you go and buy a snake and you're looking for a specific thing. I mean, maybe you're not looking for anything special and you just like the look of the snake. That's fine too. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you're no, there uh, isn't. if you're looking for something in particular, you should definitely uh, you know go go find out who's producing that that animal and, and try your best to uh, buy it right from them. You know. Um, yeah. But uh, all right, let's get uh, let's get Dave on here real quick, and uh, he can uh, give us his info. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Right. Good. So what do you so got? You guys for us? are telling me you don't know each individual animal that you've ever produced just by looking at it years down the well, road. Not, not, not all of us can produce like stunning scrub pythons that only go Listen. to like five people. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're just amateurs. Man. I mean, yeah. Gotcha, come on. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate the opportunity to come on here real quick. I know it was very last minute, um, yeah. but this whole thing is kind of last minute, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, uh, Arlington, Virginia is trying to pass an exotic animal ban, and it's going to ban everything from sugar gliders and hedgehogs to any snake over three foot. So it's a pretty pretty significant ban, and it's being pushed by the HSUS and and the likes of. Uh, so it's going to be very difficult to to win this one. Um, would like to see if some of your listeners, as many people as possible, would just take you know two seconds and just send an email to animals at arlingtonva.us and just say, hey, I oppose this exotic animal ban. If you want to get to an email that's a little more lengthy and goes into details, great. 
if uh, you don't have time to really pull with that, if you could just send something real quick, you know, that says, hey, I don't agree with this. Uh, don't pass this. Okay. Uh, Chris Am I- Foley and I... Chris Foley and I actually went last night and spoke to one of the uh, board members. They have an open door every Monday, and we passed on some information and kind of uh, got to see what their concerns were. But they, he told us that, you know, they've had a lot of people contacting them, uh, wanting to see this ban go through, but they really haven't had uh, many people contacting them saying, hey, you know, don't do this. So that's that's a little bit of a concern. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, um, like, what 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 grounds do they give for wanting to have the ban go through? Is it just the normal stuff of they're worried about public, how snakes could be dangerous or public stuff like that? It, it's public safety, and it's not just like I said. It's not just snakes. It's it's everything. Like I said, sugar gliders. I mean, what's a sugar glider? Yeah. Do? Do to somebody, uh, but the Nothing. first public public safety is first. Second, they're trying to push the animal welfare. You know, people don't know how to care for their exotic animals. Um, mm. You know, and you know, basically everything that I was getting talking to animal control and everything and reading through the ban, it's all HSUS. And they're just regurgitating that HSUS. BS. Right. Gotcha. You know, they're worried about zoonotic diseases, uh, snakes, you know, getting loose and uh, eating people's pets and uh, killing children and all the crazy stuff, you know. Well, all but, the old old ones in the new ways or something like that. Yeah, all the old lies. Jesus. Uh, huh. I've sent sent Eric a email list of each of the individual board members' emails along with that uh, animals at arlingtonva.us uh, address. Um, again, you know, feel free to email each one of them individually or, you know, if you just got a quick second, just send one to that uh, that last address. Uh, that would help help a lot and unfortunately these things once they get started in one county they start to spread and yeah once they're passed they're very hard to to overturn almost almost impossible and i know we've got a lot of a lot of keepers in arlington and if anybody lives in arlington please reach out to me we need people that are going to be able to testify that live in arlington um you know, you can email me at dvmeans at hotmail.com. Uh, the tentative hearing date is going to be March 18th, which is a Saturday at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, there's a chance – we'll know this Friday the when it's going to be put on the agenda. So it's either going to be Saturday the 18th at 8.30 in the morning or it's going to be the following Tuesday at 7 at night, and I believe that's the 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. U.S. Arc is involved. PJX involved. Some of the local uh, veterinarians are going to get involved in this. Um, but we need as many people to just send off a, a quick email if, if they can. It's it's very important. Um, you know, I think if everybody helped everybody else around the country, that these things would be a little easier to to win. 
Yeah. So sooner yeah, or later, I, it's, it's it's going to be in your county or your state sooner or later. That's you know they kind of beat us at the state level, so they're going to try to go county by county. And you know the county, all they so they're going to listen to testimony on either that Saturday or Tuesday, and they're immediately going to vote on it. They're not going to do any type of study or look at what the impact's going to be. Uh, if they pass or if they don't, it's just, okay, we don't feel good about this, so we don't want people to have exotic animals, so we're going to pass it. They don't, you know, all they're going to do is listen to testimonies and then make a decision from that. So that that's a, that's right. our shot. There's no, wow. you know, appealing it or anything. It's, it, you know, sending the emails, showing up to testify, you know, that's it. There's There's nothing else. If it passes, you know, you're done. And it's so you have sixty days if it passes to register your animals. And oh my god! Yes, it's either register them and uh, buy a permit that you have to get every year, or you have to dispose of your animals, and that's how it's worded: dispose of. Whoa! And, yeah, uh, so I don't if like you get this the, at all. <laughs> if you get the permit every year, you got to go and reapply for that permit then you can keep the animal for the life of the animal, but you can't purchase anything else. You can't rescue anything else. You can't have any other animals after that, as far as if it's listed as an exotic. Uh, but yeah, I'm, we're, you know, what happens if you don't know about this law until after the 60 days are up, you know, you've got to dispose of your animal, which means, you know, you're going to have to take it somewhere and have it euthanized and you got to prove that you did that. So it's Jesus. yeah. There's not a lot, you know. They don't give you. They don't even give you a lot of time with it if they if they pass it. So that's it's pretty concerning, and unfortunately, these things are getting more and more popular all over the place. Yeah, seems to be. Uh, it seems it seems that it was quiet for a while, but it seems like it's starting to pop back up again. And you yep. you. you Back in the day, I was thinking that we had the same problem before down there for you guys, but that was on the state level, right? That's what you're saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we were able to beat that. But see, you know, with the with the state, if you oppose it, um, what they have the option of uh, tabling that bill, and then the following summer they'll do a study on it. So, And what they did is they got a group of – so you had the HSUS, PETA, ASPCA, first responders – People from private zoos, people from AZA zoos, uh, U.S. Ark was there, PJAC was there, uh, you know, some private keepers. Basically, anybody that could be affected by that showed up, and they did a roundtable discussion, and they decided uh, that you know it wasn't worth pursuing. Uh, the Department of Game and Inland Fisheries, Virginia, actually said we don't have it in our budget to even look at this, but. You know, right. the counties aren't going to look at that. That it's it's feel good stuff. Right, okay. but it, you know, it feels it feels good to pass it, so we're going to pass it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we don't care what it what it costs to enforce it. And there's some surrounding counties that have similar uh, ordinances, but they're rarely enforced, and people don't abide by them. Which, of course, that causes more issues for us because when somebody finds out then it makes the news 
And I guess in Arlington, back in December, somebody found a yellow anaconda in their toilet. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I was in an apartment building. And then back in 2008, uh, an officer, I don't know if he was responding to a call or what the actual scenario was, but he actually got bit by a venomous snake. So they back then they passed a no venomous <laughs> reptiles. But how does that even happen? I, I don't yeah, thank know. Thank you. Well, I mean, I was about to be like, how does that <laughs> go down? Jesus. You know, somebody's got their cobra just cruising around the house. I, I don't know. I've, I've got to pull that news story and, and get some more Dark details cobra? on that. But I'd love to hear that one. Jesus. I, I don't. I don't even know what type of snake it was, and whether it was venomous or not. Uh, it was. What we found, what the board member told us last night was that uh, an officer had gotten bit by a venomous snake. And that's, that was the first I heard of it, and I haven't had time today to dive into that a little bit deeper. But uh, that's, that's the story. I would love to find out that the thing was like he, he got bit on the hand by like a ball python because like the dude actually was holding it or something like that. And it'd be like, yeah. and somehow it's materialized to like a cobra attacked him in broad daylight in the street while he was in his car. It's like, that's, come on. There was a report somewhere. I was speaking to the president of US Art uh, the other mm-hmm. day, and he'd sent me an email and some correspondence, and he was saying that the HSUS has a, a thing that a leaflet that they pass out when they're lobbying, and on there it talks about a three-foot python dragging a man under a bush. How'd that oh, happen? God. Being it's only three feet. So, <laughs> yeah, <it's> you, know. <laughs> you know, so they, they try to pass this, you know, it's it's fear-based, you know, they want to scare people, and, you know, it, on, if you re, if you type in uh, Arlington Exotic Animal Ban, you'll get all kinds of news stories talking about, did you know that currently you can own a gorilla or a lion or tiger in Arlington County? You know, Holy crap! You guys should get a tiger. So I mean, <laughs> if we can do it, yeah, it's and, and you know they don't go in and look at okay, well USDA already governs that. You've got to have a permit. You yes. have to have your facility in, inspected to own any of those animals. But they don't tell you that. They want people to think that somebody's keeping a tiger in their basement or in their backyard and it's going to maul their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's. It's pretty ridiculous, but uh, people believe this stuff, you know. <laughs> the, the, that is true. The board member last night, you know, he actually uh, thanked us for, for coming up there that we actually gave him pause with some of the information that we were giving him, you know, that he was just mm-hmm. buying into all this. But now, you know, that he heard uh, another another side, he's, you know, looking at it a different perspective. I mean, they, they want to – say that the exotic animals we're ripping them out of the wild for pets and you know we all know that most exotics are captive born and bred people don't want wild caught stuff unless it's a breeder that's looking for new blood i mean we all right. know how difficult that stuff is to deal with mm-hmm. um, but anyway i could go on for a long time with this but uh, i won't i appreciate you guys taking the time to let me talk about this and get the word out of course and any help would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, I I posted uh posted the links and the info you gave me over on the Facebook page. I'll put it on the website after the show and it's over in the chat. So 
uh, I appreciate any that. help. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Rock on. I'll talk to you later. All right, <laughs> all right man. Yeah, Thanks, have man. a good one, all right? Well, that sucks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that stuff can uh, can creep up uh, when you're not paying attention, like you said. So Yeah. Any, uh, it, it, any it really does is greatly appreciated. And you know what? It's, you know, obviously we're not in Arlington County, but it could just as easily be, you know, where you're at, where I'm at. Um, and it would only take a few people getting wrong information and then we have a big problem on our hands. I mean, that is yeah. kind of why we ended up dealing the whole, uh, Python ban in the first place is there was a lot of misinformation that some people took as fact and acted on it and that's not good so yeah hmm I don't know well like I guess uh, we'll just have to sit back and wait and see what happens uh, hopefully uh, especially the people that live down in Arlington will uh, get involved and uh, let their voice be heard it was a little upsetting mm-hmm. that uh you know they said that the uh that the uh that they didn't hear anything from people that have exotic pets saying anything you know i you know well, this it, is exactly well this it could be under the radar i mean dave and chris obviously going down there is a huge help in the push in the right direction but the fact that like they had not had any other interest before them is very worrisome so, yeah. And if he, I, I saw some kind of post on Facebook, I don't know where it was from, but um, somebody had an anaconda wrapped around a dog. Oh, God. To take a picture or some shit. I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with people, man? What? I, I just don't understand it. But. Well, what is it? Uh, my friend. My uh, my best friend sends me stuff every once in a while just to, you know, jab to the side. So he sent me this uh-huh. thing. Uh, it was on Reddit about how if you're selling puppies and kittens on, like, online, have a small adoption fee. This way, people who keep and breed monitors and snakes won't take your puppies and kittens and use them as feeders. Oh, wow. To which who he's would like, do you that? Guys, he's like, do you guys do this? And I'm like, No. I know of no people that could honestly do that and would ever do that. Like, you know, all my guys are so concerned about what the hell their snakes are eating. They have to get them from rodent suppliers that they they look at the stuff and go, that's a good rat, and they'll feed it. You know, a kitten from a random backyard person? Hell no. Plus, you know, that's horrific. And then yeah. immediately, you know, you know what popped into my head? What? That video of the berm with oh, the golden with the dog. puppy, oh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah, puppy, yeah. with the dog, and that was in my head, and I'm like, and I'm like, but if someone has seen that, it wouldn't be that hard to draw the conclusions of that kind of crap. And I'm like, oh, so, you yeah, know, I, I told him, I'm like, I've never done it. I know of no one who would ever do it in my little circle of the reptile community. With that being said, I have no idea what crazy people in other countries will do. So, you know, and I told him I don't even like feeding live rodent. So, yeah, I don't either, you know, but 
let yeah. alone a live anything bigger than a rat. You know what I mean? I, I could you imagine? I don't know. Well, whatever. <laughs> we can't talk about yep, that. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, so, but again, our 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 animals and our pets are not. You know, if we all bred West Highland Scottish Terriers with their tiny little faces and all cute and furry, no one would have a goddamn problem with us. But because our things are scaly, have like no blinking capabilities, and are inherently freak a bunch of people out, a lot of people tend to get a little irked about them and want to kind of stop them from being nearby. So, yeah, yeah, I felt I felt like we were. I don't know. I felt like we were kind of past it for a while, that whole, you know, thing, but apparently it's, not. It's so. ne- it's never going to be done. It's just we get breaks. And sometimes we get longer breaks than others. So. Yeah, but maybe they're going to maybe Dave is right. They're going to approach it from a county level now instead of doing a state or a federal type of deal and just chip away county by county. Yeah. You know? Which is scary as shit. So. So, uh, how's your breeding season? Oh my effing god, strap in. So, right. um, so breeding season. Obviously, we're getting close to when eggs are coming, and I'm like, all right, first female is gonna lay her eggs. First one up is Venus. She's my caramel female from Paul Harris. I have had no problems with her. And she's been breeding since probably, I think this is her fifth or fifth year, I think. Okay. She skipped a year. She She's in 09, so she was breeding from, I think her first clutch was in 12, maybe 13. I think it was 13. Okay. So she has right. 13, 14, 15, and then I think she, I think she skipped 15, so she's 13, 14, and 16. So this is her fourth clutch, fourth or fifth. I can't remember. I'll have to look at the record. So anyway. No problems with her ever. She breeds the female. She breeds the male once he gets in there. She lays the eggs. She doesn't even wrap them. She just kind of like leaves them by the front door, and she eats immediately after she gets the eggs, and then immediately returns to normal. So I literally had no worry about her, none. Okay. Saturday rolls around. Come downstairs now. I have one female coastal tiger that is gravid in shed and has a small RI that I'm trying to kick without affecting what's going on with the eggs. So that's what I felt was the main concern. So I, you know, checked on her, did all that stuff. I noticed that Venus has been ripping her cage apart, you know, hiding underneath the paper, not in the bin, which I would love for her to be, whatever. So I figure today's her due date. She never misses her due date. I checked under that morning, no eggs, but she was cruising around. So I'm like, all right, there'll probably be eggs when I get home. So I went to the Carlisle show Saturday with Andrew, which was okay. the highlight of the Carlisle show was a Sulcata tortoise with a GoPro on it. That is all. So <laughs> after that, I did a bunch of other stuff, helped Andrew out with some lizards. I got the, you know, I went and saw my roughies and some other stuff. I get home and I don't know, it just kind of slipped my mind. So I, you know, it's putzing around the house, doing a bunch of other crap. Not really worried about this, that, other thing. And then I realized that it was, you know, around 8 or 9 o'clock. And I'm like, I should really go check. Go downstairs. There's a pile of eggs at the, fr- at the front of the door, at the front door. So I'm thinking, okay, 
Venus has done everything she's supposed to do. I'm going to open this cage. As I open the cage, I realize that the egg pile in the front has dried blood all over them, as well as she is coiled around another mass of eggs. So I get the egg box ready. The incubator is already set up, so I put the eggs that are at the front door uncoiled into the egg box into the incubator. Then I go to remove her from the pile. And I'm kind of cautious about what's going on here because I've never seen – I've seen blood spots on eggs, little little vein vessels or something pop during uh, when they're laying, and, you know, they, they kind of stain the eggs a little bit. No biggie. Um, so I'm a little cautious as I'm going through, and she starts coming off the pile. And as she's coming off the pile, I realize that out of her vent is a very long kind of reddish – and at the end of it is an egg completely wrapped in it that's actually at the middle of the pile. And this organ is now weaved in between all the other eggs and still coming out of Venus. Oh, my God. So as she moves, she tears it. It, come, it, come, like, it looks like it comes right out of her, but I assume parts of it went back in. Uh, and I realized that what's holding the eggs down to the paper isn't uh, the fact that she laid the eggs on the paper. It is that there is dry blood over all the eggs and the paper. So it's just one solid mass of this thing. So now I think she's actively bleeding out of her vent. So I check her out. She's not bleeding anymore. I can't find any blood. No blood's coming out of the vent. So I put her away because I'm like, I got to, I got to, I got to get eggs to where they got to go, and then I can figure out what's going on. So I have to unwrap this organ, which I, get, I assume is an oviduct, but I can't really for sure. Don't know if it's a uterus or not, so I kind of undo it all. And the egg in the center, which I believe was about like one of the earlier eggs in, uh, is actually still inside this organ. And it looks like it came out and dragged out the organ with it. So I have to, the little pair of surgical scissors, I cut the egg out and then that's it. Organs is there. Uh, get the egg situated, chuck them in the incubator. It, the, the clutch looks fantastic. They're all 27 eggs, perfect white, or they would be white if they weren't kind of red tinted. Um, and they're all fine. But now my concern is for her. So I check her over, call my vet, I call a few other people, and pretty much the thing is, is that if she's bleeding internally, uh, she'll be she'll be dead before dawn. Um, and that if I got her down, Doctor in Philly, uh, he could attempt to do some scanning to see if there is any kind of busted vessel. But because it was an organ and soft tissue, he'd have to pretty much do almost exploratory surgery, which after just having a clutch of eggs, it's like, holy crap, we're going to do that to her. Um, right. So it was one of the things of Doc told me to give him a call back in another hour. If she seemed in distress, we could figure out what we want to do from there. Uh, if she seemed fine to try to see if let her go, because he's like, a lot of times if something like that tears, the vet blood vessels kind of snap back and almost like self, stop or clot 
So either way, she's going to be completely useless as a breeder now, but she'll live. Um, and that's all I kind of wanted from there. So I cleaned her cage and cleaned her off, set her back in. She coiled up in the spot where the eggs were, and that's kind of where she's been for the past few days. So I assume she can probably still smell them on her or in the cage or smell the blood that was in the cage. So I'm probably going to clean it off again. But she ate yesterday, which I was actually hesitant to feed her, but I was feeding everybody else, and she was front and center waiting for the rat. So I did feed her something way smaller than she would ever eat. Uh, She took it fine, and she's still boiled, and she's acting normal. She's cruising her cage every once in a while, but she seems to want to settle right back where the clutch was. So that was the first clutch of the season. That's fun. I re- I'm so terrified for the rest. It's like my What do you got? Twenty left to go? Oh, <laughs> uh, my bullet my bulletproof baby who has never ever done anything funny or at all. Like and I mean like I'm talking perfect. Read the mail. Eggs going. Give me food. Ready to rock. It's like that. And, and and it's just like, uh, and I'm oh, first off, I was completely devastated that I thought she was going to die, which, in my opinion, I'm still not out of the woods yet. You know, I've talked to my vet. He says that there's a lot. He says that doing the exploratory surgery to see if everything was clotted would be very stressful, and he recommends against it, especially because there's no discoloration, extending of the abdomen, nothing feels mushy. Um, but he did say that there still is a very high possibility that she could just to, by tomorrow just be dead. So um, it, it's very freaky when you think about that, and it's also kind of a little upsetting when it comes to that stuff because, I mean, she was the – she's the mom of every caramel I have in my collection, and she's the mother of every caramel clutch I've ever produced. Right. So, wow. you know, I do have – I do have four of her daughters and two of her sons. So I do have replacement stuff, but you don't ever want to think about that. You want her to hang out for a little bit longer. I mean, I've brought her to shows. She's never been any kind of a problem. So it's, and I love, because I think I was talking to somebody over the weekend where they're like, man, I get freaked out when I'm about about a breed. I'm like, there are a lot of inherent risks of breeding. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, you're eating your own goddamn words right here, dude. It's like, you know, th- this is what this is what happens. So, yeah, I guess, <clears throat> you know, living things, problems are going to arise. Um, did he did he give you any idea of why it happened? Like what would be the causes or what he thought might be the causes? He thinks that she was uh, potentially partially egg bound in one oviduct or something like that is what he kind of described to me because apparently they have two. So if one oviduct only had a few eggs in it and the last Uh egg in this one little group was the one that ripped it out, that's what happened. But then she kept laying out of the other side. So it's like all the other eggs came out of the other side and every time she laid, you know, it caused more bleeding, more bleeding, more bleeding which goes to the 
maternal instinct of this creature that she continued laying all the eggs and then attempted to take care of them while her guts were hanging out of her. So, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, oh, holy <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> that's why I always say these animals, they want to breed, man. They're, that's Stop just it. Their... All right. I, I, I want no flack for not letting her maternally incubate when half her organs are on top of the clutch. So No, 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 no I'm not saying that. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, no, what I'm saying is that, like, you know, like trying to figure out harder species to breed and stuff like that, like, the, the one thing that yeah. we do have for us is the fact that they do want to reproduce. I mean, it's in their, it's like in their DNA that, you know, the whole idea is you want to reproduce, and when they do, they're going to do whatever they can to get those babies to survive. I guess even after they laid the clutch, I mean, you figure, you know, <clears throat> at the beginning of the season, the female will make the make the choice on whether she's, you know, has enough adequate uh, fat storage yeah. and stuff like that in order to produce a clutch. But yeah, that's really, I, I mean, for people that don't know some, a lot of people that listen to the show are breeding snakes and, you know, have done it in the past, but there are some people that are new to breeding snakes and you have to understand like that it is really, really taxing on the female, especially if you're going to mature incubate. I mean, they look like death by the time oh, yeah. they're that's, the eggs. <laughs> that's the other thing is she doesn't look that horrible. Like, I, I've seen huh. her after one year where I'm like, oh, my God, I've killed you. But she doesn't look that bad. I Like, I, I compared to other years, she looks good. And I'm like, holy shit. So either way, regardless of what happens here, Venus is completely retired. She's done. I'll never breed her again. Because yeah. – and I know there's some people who are going to be like, well, give her the year off and see how she can. No, I'm done. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I won't risk the animal's life like that. Plus, if she's only got one good duck left, I'm looking at, what, clutches of five and a bunch of slugs and the potential of her prolapsing again? Hell no. We're done. I have Dakota, Scarlet are already close to breeding and may actually produce this year. And those are both her daughters. So there's no point in pushing it. And, yeah. uh, dude, it was, it's an, it's another thing you have to learn. Unfortunately, in the reptile hobby, the shit you learn is because it's happened to you or you've seen it happen to somebody else. And yeah. you never fully know what to do with something until it happens. Um, but the entire time I'm doing this stuff with her, I'm thinking back to when I was over at your place with that one, uh, caramel with that had the eggs still inside remember the one that came, it, we we got it to come out and it was still kind of wrapped up in and we had to cut it out it, uh-huh. it, it's the same thing but mine pushed it out so that's what i was thinking the entire time is what to do with this what to do with that uh, i was contemplating uh what i could use to clot blood if i had to all that other stuff so it's so again i, I only know how to do this stuff from past experience so what did you do to keep the tissue fresh to take her to the vet? Uh, we never got to the vet, and the problem is that the tissue, she ripped it. Oh, you just called the vet. But I got you. All right. I, call, I called my vet, but oh, okay. I mean, the, the, it, what I would have done if she hadn't ripped it is I would have put her in 
probably about an inch or two of sugar water. Okay. Because that's that's what I've been told to do with like you know, uh, I had a baby carpet born this year, and he just, uh-huh. he, he he hatched, and it was that a dumb clutch that I forgot to incubate because I'm highly intelligent and know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and, and, Even and then, he, life he wouldn't will find put, a way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck the fucked up, messed up, twitchy life will find a way. But um, <laughs> this one male, he wouldn't put his hemibeads back in his uh, uh, vent. So he's sitting there and they're just out. And I'm like, can you put those away, please? And he's just hanging them out there. So I talked to a few people and they said, you know, soaking them in a little bit of sugar water, which I did. And they both went right back in. It just took a bit, but I would have done that and then taken her down to the vet. My, it, it, It's weird because it's almost like she must have started laying like probably about an hour after I left that morning uh, just because of there wasn't a single drop of wet blood in there. Um, okay. Everything was dried. So, and I was worried about this, the eggs because she only about – she only – coil about half of them but it was warming up in that uh cage to keep them good so you know of course then i i talked to you and matt and matt's like oh yeah i had um i had one do this i had a blood do the same thing and eggs all ticked off but i managed to hatch a few and the female died i'm like great so <laughs> you know it's but it, it again this is the inherent risk of breeding and this is just one of them. You could have a few. Like I said, I have that one female that has an RI right now. And that, of course, is my own stupid fault because I got her at Tinley in October. And I bred her this year, but the male she was breeding to was going between her and another female. So I'm like, screw it. You guys can all share a cage. Duh. The one female that's not used to how I run things and had to try to split the heat pad or the, the, the hot spot with a male and another female that's a little bit bigger than her got an R.I. You know, stupid Owen. It's like that's, of course this happened. So it is what it is, but now I probably won't ever do trios again. But it, it it's, I'm, I'm all worried now because I'm like, that was the first clutch of the season from my female that's bulletproof and has done this a million times? I, yeah, okay. So. It's going to be a hell of a season. <laughs> oh I don't God. want it to be. I just want the eggs. <laughs> wow. Please stop. Next up is the Womas. So if she drops, um, we'll see how that goes. And then I have, after that, it's rapid fire. There's like three or four other carpets that are coming due. So <sighs> So the, you think your Womas grab it? Nah. She looked ballooned up the last time she shed so I'm like okay I'm marking it down on the calendar and then I went to go separate the male today and the male looks fatter than she does so either I've gotten them confused and the one I thought was the male was the female the entire time which could happen um or we're not nothing's happening this year so I'm erring on the side of nothing's happening this year uh my main complaint right now with myself is uh, I had two females that I had marked down for due dates, but they're both in, they both went into shed again. So I'm okay. like, I guess that was your post op and this is now your pre-lay. So 
I've had to like scratch their names off the calendar and add them like three or four weeks further down. So we'll see how it goes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, I have nothing to report. <laughs> it's scary, dude. Like, and and the other thing I've done to you know, uh, I I got the other male olive python, and he is apparently his presence has not changed my male's sense of anything. Um, and then I was speaking to a friend. This friend happened to have a female Dominican red mountain boa. Oh God! That is much prettier than my female Dominican red mountain boa. So apparently now I'm attempting to breed two female Dominican red mountain boas. I don't know why What's I wrong with you, man? <laughs> I don't know. All right? I don't know. Oh, my so God. So many things. Hopefully they the will thi- both take. You, you complained about those stupid snakes. I hate them so much. <laughs> I hate them so much. I think not too long ago uh, know about uh you know what to do if you have an animal do you consider it pet do you consider it livestock type of deal um right which is a question that i don't know not a lot of people talk about a lot of times you know but i guess like i think the problem is and i think we're all guilty of it is that we buy it animals is. on a whim or right. we, you know, uh, buy animals that I guess aren't like what I call like, uh, say, A grade. <clears throat> um, <laughs> right. And, you know, I, I think if you if you have animals in your collection that you consider A plus, then you, you know, or it, it doesn't even have to necessarily be a look, but just it could be species, whatever. But um, I think you're going to do more to keep that animal alive and look at it, even though I know they're not technically. I mean, we don't look at them the same as we look at, uh, you know, your dog. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they are I don't know that's it's a weird thing I mean I don't know when you're a breeder I think you're looking at them more as uh you know I I I don't know do you keep it on the same level do you look at them the same how do you look at them I don't I don't really like my dog so you know that's (laughs) kind of just how that goes okay so they're kind of a jerk yeah um no there's uh obviously you treat the dog differently than you treat the snakes duh um, one's cute and cuddly. You can bring in places. The other ones, people kind of look at you sideways. Um, but it's uh, it's one of those things where because I've named all the ones that I'm keeping, or you know, I've bred them and I've raised them up from little ones. You know, there's a little bit more of an attachment when it comes to those kinds of things. 
But then there are certain ones that, you know, eh, if, if I if I ever get into one of those times where I need an extra couple hundred bucks, you're the first one to go. You know, that's kind of where that goes. Uh, I find it, if I can trace you back to a certain animal that I've found was very important to me, uh, then I guess you mean more to me than just the random one that's there. Uh, obviously, like, the rough scales are very special. I'll sell everything before I let them go. Um, but then there's, like, anything that can be traced back to some of my original animals, like Talon, Pyro, Trinity. Um, it's Those are important to me. Um, Cody, who, like, is uh, Sophie's daughter, I mean, that's important to me, too. But, right. you know, it's kind of hard to draw the line because I have them and all the ones that are named, and they're all important to me. And then over here I have a rack of animals that are just numbers who I'm trying to get to go away. Yeah. That, so it's, well, it's kind of hard to look at obviously what's livestock that, and what's breeding stock and what's pets and what's not. Yeah. I, I guess – I guess my point is, is like if if everybody sort of geared their collection towards having the animals that they want, then they wouldn't have that question. So you know what I mean? You wouldn't you wouldn't be like, oh well, you know. So obviously, animals that right. are selling because you produce them. That's different, you know. But right. I'm talking about your actual collection of uh, that that you're working with. Um, but I don't know. I, I just don't hear a lot of people, you know, talking about about those kind of things. But, uh, you know, I think I, I think like slowly I, I'm so glad that I, I didn't breed this year because my room is, is you know, slowly mature. I, I don't know how the hell I could have bred my animals with the craziness that's going on in the room. Weather-wise? I, I did no, 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 not weather-wise. Just, oh, just, just, just like I don't know. Just, just like moving. I'm just like oh, you're like fine-tuning it, so to speak. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. it's like you know you're slowly getting there, slowly getting there, and then you're like I finally feel like I'm uh, out of the woods, so to speak. You know, like right. I, I feel I feel good about it. The animals are all dialed in, and you know I've had some hiccups along the road. Um, but, uh, I think that if I would have bred, I would have been, it would have been a disaster. It just really would have been. To be, to be honest, I, uh, I, I, I didn't, I started breeding at my house, uh, sorry, at my mother's house because it was December and I'd already paired up animals. So when, after we were done with the move, I didn't really pair anybody up but I kept a few pairs that were together together. But obviously right. the move shot every any hope I had of bread life, and it shot a lot of mycosis. I only got two uh, carpet python clutches that year. That was yeah. it. Uh, and that was the year my Maclots female slugged out, and I'm kind of adamant that if we hadn't moved, that I probably would have gotten a good clutch out of her. Um, and a bunch of animals, and actually the animals that I thought were going to go didn't. So that year, I think the only animals I got to breed were Pixie and uh, Venus, I believe. So uh, everybody else didn't. And that's probably almost like that's two out of ten females. 
12 females, something like that. So gotcha. and I'm still kind of uh, – the reason I still have very little stock and the reason I had to do that deal with Kyle this year because he had too many tigers and I had none. Um, it's almost like it's one of those things where uh, I, I'm still kind of dealing with that because I don't have a, that many backup babies like I would normally would. Um, to fill displays at tables and stuff to keep things like that going. So it, it, it will, it'll mess you up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I just, actually, I just bought two uh, racks from, um, from animal plastics. Uh, so I should get them in October. <laughs> I was going to, no, dude, I was going to do the same thing. I was going to get two forty one cords. So that's awesome. Now I know yeah. that I won't be the only guy loading up the trailer with racks. We should talk to Matt and make sure that we're all not sitting there in the parking lot going, well, how do we fit all these in here? So, I mean, that would just be us. It'd be uh, we end up accidentally all ordering like three racks or something like that and then trying to figure out how we're all going to put them in the trailer plus our stuff. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'll, I'll have them be here before that. But I, I was I was making a oh, joke yeah. because they take so long to get. <laughs> you know? Oh well. Well, part of me was yeah. Um, I totally missed that, and I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, God damn it. Yeah. No, it's one of those days. Um, but now I like I, I've talked to you about how I'm going to redo my room. So there's that stuff there because I'm getting to the point where uh, I'm actually low on cages because um, all the animals that I have that were my holdbacks for the past two years, three years, are starting to put themselves out of the 32-quart bins. So now it's like, all right, put up or shut up. they got to go into 41 quarts for a cage. And I don't have that many open cages anymore. So, you know, I, 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 I am going to open up two four-footers because the olives are going to move, but those look like they're almost already filled now because I have to split out the white lips and the Womas. And it basically goes down to, I, I need to get more racks to have everybody situated. Um, the first one that needs to move out is uh, my diamonds are getting too big for the 32 quarts. So, yeah. There you go. Are you going to move them out at some point out of your room? I would like to, but what I'm probably going to do is they're going to occupy the bottom cages of the rack systems that I'm going to put in uh, right in front of the door because those would probably be the coolest ones in the room. Uh, And right now, the only thing I keep in those are corn snakes, if you don't mind. Uh, So we'll probably do that. And then I'll try to see what I can do about uh, just wintering them in the side room like I do with the bread life. And we'll see if that works. If that doesn't work, then I will move them out of the room and put them somewhere. Okay. But, you know, like I figure that out later. That's, that's future Owen's problem. He's, you know, that's, that's at least two more years down the road. So, but then I'll have a plan. Um, did you see, so we're, you know, everybody's hatching on animals and stuff and, and that kind yeah. of, um, thing. Did you see, uh, the melanistic, 
Darwin Project proved out? Yes. To be that was, what, what, what do they call him? Prince of Darkness or whatever? Uh, the no, boy that was produced by... I, no, it's got to be... Come on. Stop it. The male. <laughs> no. The Darwin's a boy. Stop. Anyway, um, but yeah, that thing was so cool. And it looks like you can kind of see like a stripe going down its back, which is even cooler. It's almost like if it were a solid black snake, it'd be like, that's all right. But now that there's like little splotches of white kind of in there, I'm like, it makes it look cooler somehow. So it's definitely a cool looking animal. It reminds me a lot of poison ivy, dude. Oh, for the love of God. Yes, yes. Everything black reminds me of poison ivy. Anyway. No, this um, this, but no. <laughs> this one in particular because the head still has the white on it. Yeah, uh, on the on I was the jaw. Thinking about that, and it has that pinstripe um, going down the back. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess time well, will tell. I was thinking about that that when I saw the pictures, is that it was that maybe yours, like if it, well, if yours get a little bit when you guys get a little bit older, they wouldn't have white. Maybe they have like. I don't know, tan or something more towards an IJ color. Um, well, the pinstripe and, is tan. Um, I'm going to post it in the chat, yeah. the two different pictures, just yeah, so we that. can compare them back to back. So this one is the uh, – that's the um, – where is she at? She's in here somewhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I was good... excited to see that. Um, uh, because well, I mean, like, I know you've been raising up the clutch. How many, how many years are you out from experimentations? Nope, that's the wrong picture. Nope, that's something else. Next year. Next year. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, next year I should be, um, I should be good to go with uh, breeding. Uh, that's the babies. Where is she at? Okay, here we go. Oh, damn it. You still there? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm listening. Oh, You're okay. talking to yourself. Um, but the, uh, what is it? You heard that, uh, I mean, that's cool. You got till next year. I mean, I, I've, I haven't seen your females uh, from Poison Ivy. I've only ever seen your boys. That's her. There she is. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, well, she's got more of a pattern, but that could just be because it hasn't been doubled down. Like, you haven't bred two animals with the same kind of genes with each other, which you totally could. So, right. who's to say that your next generation isn't going to be completely black? Yeah. I don't know. We'll be exciting to see. I'm curious, though, with the babies, did they come out normal looking, or did they... You know, I guess if it's recessive, then I guess they did come out normal. But I would be curious to see if they gained any melanin as they uh, as they aged. It'd be uh, interesting to see. It could be. So. Yeah. So that was that was pretty exciting. Uh, you know, uh, another carpet morph, if you will, uh, coming out. The carpet um, project coming to. Fruition. I mean, we always like to see those kind of things happen where something that you kind of are 
or you, you're shooting at them. Like, you know, obviously, I would love nothing more as if you bred your poison ivies uh, next year and then got completely all black carpet pythons. So um, hopefully that's what's going on. Yeah, I hope so. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, I didn't, you know, it's not necessarily breeding, but did you see Lon's uh, inland carpet that he posted up a couple weeks back? Well, didn't he say it was? He said it was gravid, didn't he? No, yeah. Well, that one might be, but the one that he had that was out on the yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty. Yeah. Um, did you see Lon posted up his? What the hell was that thing? Was it a? It's not a black blood, is it? Or was it a? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! I got it right. So, um, but he posted that thing. I'm like, that thing is sick looking. So, and that's you know what? I don't really like those guys anyway. But um, that was definitely very cool looking. So, and uh, Juan posted up a picture of the um, super caramel jag he got from me. Uh, last week, and then he also posted up the caramel zebra he got from Paul that apparently he bred it to, so I'm interested to see what the hell comes out of that clutch, because that super caramel jag just got really, 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 really bright kind of gold yellow, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, so I'm excited to see what that happens there. Oh, that was the one where uh, they thought that... uh... Uh, I, yeah, I thought, I'm like, oh, God, someone <laughs> spread our animals together. So, yeah. You've done the unholy. And Lon was like, Lon, Lon said that you made him sign some form of no uh, slumming buddying the waters contract. <laughs> yeah, no slumming contract. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm deeply hurt about. But, you know, it was, <laughs> I told Eric no slumming. And I'm like, he wishes he could. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. next year. But uh yeah, no, it was uh some cool stuff to see. I, I didn't uh I don't see if anybody's hatching anything out. I think um I just see over here in the States a lot of people just have things um laying. Right. It's it's egg time right now. I mean people some people have had a few clutches that came a bit early, but uh-huh. Nobody's nobody's really hatching yet. Um, I think you're going to start seeing the first uh, carpets hatched in the U.S. You're going to see that probably may, earliest is towards the end of uh, next month, maybe. So we'll see how it goes. Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, Riley had a jungle clutch hatch. Hatch. I saw that he had uh, he had some pretty cool. Ryan did. Apparently, oh Ryan. Ryan. Did. Pretty did really? Yeah. I missed that. You did. I guess staying off. So, of um, well, I you've had clutches that could have been laid. You know, obviously, if the female goes really, really early, the clutch's going to hatch early. So there's no. You totally get an early clutch. I think my earliest is I had a female lay sometime in February. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. I was trying to look. Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, anyway. Um, Whatever. 
Yeah, there was uh, – I, I shared it on our, our Facebook page, but speaking of Riley, he did a pretty cool video uh, on his um, Riley's Reptiles uh, taking the snake off eggs. So if you're <laughs> curious about <laughs> how to, how do, to it, do it and not die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I found – I mean, I don't know. Have you found – I found carpets to be pretty chill when it comes to that. My they are – usually pretty chill i i found it to be really chill especially when it's like she's finished not too long ago and you can pull like she almost like falls off the eggs at that point um i've also found that uh the one female i caught her laying right before i left for work so then i left her pretty much all day with the clutch and it's almost like she was prepared when i came back to pull them off she had rested she had a drink of water and she was ready to kind of put up a little bit of a fight. Um, right. All she did was just get loud. So it was some brief hesitance, but that was it. A lot of my girls, if they do bite me, it's because it's after I pulled them off the eggs. After I've washed them and given them like the bath and cleaned their cage, I'll go to put them back, and like the last thing they'll do is just turn and bite my hand, and I'm like, but why? So it was, you know, it was it's over. <laughs> so right. That's the only time I've ever been bit pulling uh, eggs, so they've been pretty easy. Uh, again, I've only had the experience of pulling carpets off of eggs, so I might say this and then have a complete horrible time pulling olives or womas or one get day, please God, white lips off of eggs. So we'll see. Huh. Yeah, Riley just said that uh, the girl that's in that video that I'm talking about, um, she's uh, she likes to bite <laughs> and, oh, and that's shit not nice. and yeah. piss and uh, everything. Yeah. But when he was taking her off the eggs, uh, she was pretty chill. So huh. they're really tired after they do that. I mean, it it takes a lot out of them. I would assume that any female, like unless you gave them almost like a week to kind of chill and eat and recover. I almost right. feel like every female will be very tired and unable to kind of put up a fight when you pull them off eggs. So, yeah, seems to make sense. Um, hmm. What else is going on? Mm. Are you done reading? Might be, yeah, I, I, yeah. The weather's been so wonky outside that it really wasn't helping anymore like uh-huh. 70 30 70 20 and i'm like hey, screw this so I, I i i cranked everybody i slowly started raising everybody up and then i just turned off all the night uh drops uh yesterday so everybody's back up to normal temps at this point uh i do have a few animal i still have boys and with girls because i'm not going to stop doing that so probably uh end of April. Um, okay. And I'll probably let the bread lie stick together for a little bit longer um, until they, the females start showing signs. Uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much where we're at. I'm pretty sure I struck out on all my colubrids this year because I didn't pull them out of the room and went to them outside the room because the year before, they bred in the room. But, of course, now all my pythons are breeding to which last year I had a little bit of a bitch of a time. So what this tells me is that last year the room was great for breeding colubrids, not so good for pythons. Now 
the room is great for breeding pythons, not so much colubrids. So um, next year we will uh, probably kick all the colubrids out of the room for the winter. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> I guess. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm almost I'm pretty much done at this point. If they're if they're grabbing, they're grabbing. If they're not, they're not. You know, we'll see who is. We'll see what shakes loose and. We'll what, about what about your bread I have no idea what the hell they're doing. I pulled them all out, <laughs> and I, I pulled them all out of winter cage, and I put them all, I set them all up in their own individual, individual cage. And I'm like, all right. So I gave them a week kind of apart, and uh-huh. then before I put the mail in with the girls, I offered everybody something to eat. The right. girls took immediately, and I'm like, excellent sign. And then I opened up the door, and I offered it to the mail. And he's like, I don't want it. And I'm like, excellent. And then he bites and takes it. I'm like, no, damn it. So it's like, um, I, I put them together, but I'm not sure if anything's happening. Uh, but both girls look like they're getting much plumper. So we could be looking at ovulations. We could be looking at gravid. Uh, need a little bit more time with those guys. Uh, uh-huh. I have not been successful to breed those guys since I moved. So... I'm kind of a little disappointed when it comes to that stuff because I would like to get some more bread light. So, um, I wonder. I want. I don't. I don't. Do you feed the mail? Do you feed all your males when you're warming them back up? No. 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 no I mean, you I will maybe if rat. I look at a male. Yeah. I mean, I'll look if I look at a male and he looks uh, on the skinny side. Like if it cooled down, took a lot out of him. Um, right. The caramel jag I got from you, um, uh-huh. I fed him, but for a completely different reason, because he's a psychopath, and I found that he's a little bit easier when he's full. So he's a um, psychopath. He's a that psychopath. That snake was he's... so chill. Oh my what god! Did you do to him? Because I didn't do here, anything. I'll kill you. It's, so, it's, it's what like, you. Did. I don't know what you've been. <laughs> I don't know what you've been telling him about me because he's like, I'll kill you. So, you know, he, oh my he has mel- he has mellowed out a little bit. Um, the first week he was here, I'm like, what the hell did Eric send to me? So, but he's Why been down to every stick I send just evil. They're just evil. 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 No, <laughs> the one, the most evil thing, the most evil thing in this house right now. It isn't a freaking white lip. It is a baby carpet python the size of my freaking pinky, and it is a jag cat albino. Guess where I got it from? Uh, <laughs> really? Oh my God, dude! It's, You're... And it's so angry. It, it's like, it, is, it is a step below <laughs> of my water python angry. I'm like, Holy but shit. you're so tiny, and it's like die. I'm like, I, I don't understand the, wow. the the tiger head albino. She's, I love her. She's, she and I are friends. That that jag is just a bitch. But it's just, you know, but. Oh wait, you're talking about between... you're talking about the ocelot jag thing that yeah. I gave. Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> I don't know. What are we oh, talking oh, about? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Crap. Oh, that's well, that's out of the bag. <laughs> that that happened. Anyway. Uh, uh, moving on. I know about, I know, I know, a, I know three, 
the man behind the curtain. I know three people who are going to call me tomorrow now. So, um, <laughs> um <laughs> no. Anyway, that clutch was that clutch was. They are evil. <laughs> all, I don't understand. All of them. They are all bad. Well, you showed me in, in each drawer you opened up, there was like a little missile with teeth in there. And I'm like, what the hell? They You're do like, that little. They, they do that carpet python thing where they're like kind of like half of their bodies like rolled up in a tiny ball and their heads just yeah. like in that position. And they're like, they shoot their whole body. They just like jet whole the body. whole thing. They're like, rah, you know, and you're like, exactly. what the hell? They, they throw, they, they snap at you, and as they snap at you with such force, they're all, the rest of their body lifts off of the ground, and they go tumbling <laughs> across their bin. And it's yeah. like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Think that's her. Wow. That's pretty She'll funny. Be fun later. But it's like, uh, you know, there's, there's various other I, things, but... I've noticed I've noticed even my worst ones, the ones that I thought were gonna be horrible with age, they, they chilled out. Yeah, they all mellow well, I mean, out. Like I said, the combo jack I got from you, he did mellow. He is getting into things. And you know, and I feel bad for him because it's like he got here, he spent like a couple weeks in a tub eating up some food and then he was bouncing between two females and now he's like Calming down, he wants to get back into a tub, but I, I need a forty-one quart rack first. Um, so, and he he actually sired the clutch that was laid uh, by Venus. So, I'm interested to see what he can cook up cook up with her. So, huh? And he was trying with my caramel with my caramel tiger. He was trying to breed her, but uh, I'm not sure if she took. She just doesn't look it. So. If she does yeah, that I, bag, there's like three. So I uh I sold to I don't know if he wants me to tell his name, but I sold my caramel zebra to somebody we both know. And uh yes. I think he knocked up your remember that zebra you had for a while? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I you I, know I I believe you are correct. Yeah. So. Which, uh, not, not, not for nothing, but not to um, say anything about your caramel zebra, but you have a very good black and yellow snake, and you have a very good caramel snake, and, and you combine those two? Yeah, I don't know. I did. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't Touché. do it with uh Touché. Um I I didn't I did caramel zebra to caramel zebra. Exactly. You know, that's where I would have gone with it too. And I would have taken something like a really nice normal a, a really nice jungle zebra to that other jungle zebra. But hey, whatever. I, I to everybody to each their own and be whatever the hell you want and do you boo boo. But, you know, that's just not what I would have done with it. But yeah. those will be interesting babies to see. Um I definitely want to start seeing more projects where your animals and my animals cross paths. So, and not just done in my house, but you know, other I, places. So, I I got to say, man, I'm I'm seeing a lot of your babies pop up around uh there was that tiger, I know. one from Bond. They're pretty pretty freaking sweet, man. You know? I, I'm, um I, I know, and I'm a little pissed think, that they all left. But 
I think the thing that 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 sucks is like I think when me and you see each other's animals, they're like, yeah. Well, one, I think we're just used to seeing them, so it doesn't like have yeah, that same wow factor, so to speak. But uh, right. we usually see them like fresh out of the egg when we're vending yeah. together. They're still like these dirty little worms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and you see them growing up, and you're like, whoa, holy shit! All right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get you got to come. You gotta come to like the freaking uh, February Hamburg to see my shit where it starts looking good. Cause that's when they yeah. all leave. Um, yeah. And you know, and I, I of course don't get to see your guys uh, as often as I should. Um, but then there's always the there's always the when we vend at Tinley, there's always the we can point at each other's stuff and be like that one's gonna be good, that one's gonna be good. You should buy that one. So yeah, you know, that's that. But you know. It is it is different when they when you see pictures of them coming back. Uh, I got to see uh, this one. I, I went over to a friend's place, and they have two of some of my first ever carpets that I produced. Um, okay. And one's a Jag that looks really nice, but you know, she's she's a creamy kind of reddish colored Jag, kind of almost like a Talon looks like, which you know. Uh, Echo's sister and I, I kept Echo and bred him to a bunch of stuff and I have his kids raised up and Soundwave is going to be the best thing I ever produced when he's ready to roll um, but so I'm not really, wasn't really too like jealous about that one but I gave her this ugly male baby like it was it was the male normal that you're like get it the hell out of my house because it, it, there, there's I'll sell it for sixty dollars if that at it's a, a pet. show. Right. It's exactly. A pet. Right. Exactly. It was gorgeous. It was probably <laughs> the best bread I have ever produced. Oh, and I'm shit. looking at him, and he's in this tank, and he's like, "You're freaking lost." And I'm like, "Vomit with rage is almost happened because he See, is." Man, you never jealous. know. Yeah, you never I know. know. And I'm like, "Oh my!" He's clean. He's got. Red, he's got little to no black on him. They're like the red color just changes shades to his pattern, and that's it. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And the problem is, is that we could all stay here. We could say that we could sit here and raise them all up and, and crap like that. I mean, I let uh, I let a super caramel jag go uh, this year. And I kept its sister because the previous year or two years ago when I did Super Caramel Jags, the girl that resembled the one that I kept turned out to be awesome. And the one I let go was, okay, God damn it, it went the other way. Because the one I kept has all the really nice gold Super Caramel color, but it has so much black tipping, it annoys me. And the other one ah. just turned into this, like, whitish kind of caramel oh dear god I don't want to look at it kind of animal and it's just like shit so now I gotta breed them again <laughs> maybe third <laughs> time's the charm I'll find something right so right. wow yeah I, I don't know man that's kind of why I hold on to them for a while and just see how they how they progress and yeah let them yeah. go after I, that but well it's it's funny, but you know, when you breed and you have clutches, you obviously have the animals that you're looking for to hold back, right? 
I, I struggle with that. Like, I got to do a better job of, like, picking what my holdbacks are going to be and realizing but, that and then letting go of the right. rest. Right. But are you looking for something? Like, I – Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Past, yeah. Like, last year I was looking for a Super Caramel Jags, like a Super Caramel Jag male and a Super Caramel Jag female or whatever the hell kept those back. Uh, was it two years ago? I was looking for just a Super Caramel female. Excuse me. And that's how it all goes. Um, this year coming up, um, I have two stellar pairs of tigers that I'm raising up. So I don't need tigers. And I have I have Russian red tigers that I'm raising up. Normal uh, or classic color tiger, like that cream color. I have uh-huh. those. And I have some red tigers. So I don't really need tigers out of this group. Um I don't really need Super Caramel Jacks. If there's someone really stellar, I'll probably hold on to them, but not really. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the only, out of all the clutches I have going, the only ones that I would be like, I think I need to keep a pairs from this one would probably be uh, if the Super Caramel bred to the Exanic because I have the Caramel Head Exanic upstairs, and if I grab a boy that I produce, then I'm a little bit closer to getting the ghost caramel exanics, if you want to call them that. That would probably be the only thing I would keep or look for in a holdback this year. So, if I'm keeping anything else, it's because it popped out of the egg and it was like, holy shit! You know, which sometimes happens. Um, but that's it. Now, Maybe with a recessive with a recessive project mm-hmm. like that, would you hold on to... I, I'm sorry, if you didn't produce them, would you go and seek... Uh, Say that exanic caramel or caramel head exanic, or use that out to, to to save you time and your project, so to speak. Yeah, if, if the summer goes, if, if this preseason goes well, uh, uh-huh. and summer sales go well. If because she's only two, so she's got probably another two years, maybe a year and a half left to breed my mm-hmm. caramel head exanic. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably won't do it this year, but if I don't get anything this year uh, from the caramel, some of the super caramel to the Genic, next summer I'll actually look to probably getting a male that would be able to plug in, um, and that'll and I'll go directly to getting a, you know, caramel jag head Exanic or something like that. So okay, we'll go all the way forward, um, uh, and then I'll and I'll I'll look at that plug in for her first season, so that's what we'll do. Um, so yeah, but if I produce this year, then hell no. I'm not, I, I'll just raise up a really good-looking baby boy, but will I hold on to more than one baby boy? Yeah, probably, because I'll want to see which one turns out better. Yeah. So. Have you ever had a situation where you're, you're – uh animals hatched and you got a different sex than what you were looking for and kind of threw a curve yeah. in your project. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had that too. All the well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, well, this past year, I'm like, I need a super caramel Jag boy. And I got two and I wasn't, they weren't on the level of the girls. I produced some really nice looking super caramel Jag girls. They all uh-huh. happen to be girls, too. And I'm like, I want a boy that's on the same level as them. 
and I can't seem to fucking get it. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's like, it's like, oh my God, this thing is gorgeous, girl. God damn it. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not what I need. It's like, and I'm hoping this, this, this year, this is like the, 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 the final year out of Venus. Um, I can get that super caramel jag boy that's on the same level as all the girls. If I can, I will be so happy. Um, gotcha. You know, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. Of course, I'm pissed off because I told you I've been searching for that super caramel jag boy that was on the level of my girls. Mm-hmm. And apparently I had it, but I sold it to Lon. So that's annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of pissing me off a little bit. So, <laughs> nice. Yep. I I uh I, I got a question for you. Um got what it. has your experience been with popping uh year old yeah. carpets? It's now tough. mind you, my year old carpets are a lot smaller than your year old well, carpets. Teeny. Yeah. Yeah. Well popping year olds is just because uh, what is it? Um when Kyle and I did our little uh exchange this summer. He brought over some, they were a couple months old, but he had big babies. I don't, I don't know what he was feeding those things, what was in the water, uh, you know, 12-foot parents. I don't know. They were big babies. Uh, and I, he had sex a few of them, and I had helped him oh. sex a few of them when they just hatched. So I went okay. through and resexed everybody and made sure I got the right, correct sex on everyone. And I had to pop them, and that was, it was a little bit more difficult they really don't like it, so they tend to bite you a lot more, um, and they're able to do so. Uh, but I feel it's a little bit more difficult, and I don't like doing that. It's almost like when the carpet kind of starts going from a year on, that's when uh-huh. you can really probe it for that kind of stuff. It's a little bit easier, and it's a little bit more exact, even though probing has been wrong before, too. There's no 100% way to really sex these guys, it, it, you know, this sex is, can happen regardless. But uh, I definitely recommend popping, like, as you're sorting them out of the egg bin. That's what I do. Yeah. Maybe fully hatch before it goes into the bin with brothers and sisters, which I actually will do it now that I have uh, four bins, two for girls, two for boys, and I won't put anybody, uh, I'll put like maybe four or five in a bin together with wet paper towels. So baby hatches, immediately sex it into the bin it goes. Um, boys or girls, so that's it. Okay. Yeah, I, I break them up individually right away. Uh, last year I did it with one clutch, and it was because yeah. of the timing of the clutch. And you know, um, that's the one where I had a cu- couple, a couple of the babies get out of the, get out of the tub, right. you know, because um, right. I did leave them all together. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I guess I'm gonna have to probe them. I haven't done that in a while, really? so I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little need, rusty with that. Popping lessons? Oh no! Wait, are you talking like you got to probe your? Oh, is it because you haven't you need to sell some of the animals you refused to sell before? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. God. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, most of the, I think like some of my tiger stuff, I have to pop, I have to sex that. And, uh, yeah. The citrus tiger had albino stuff. I, I know the sex on that stuff, but, um, the other clutches, I don't know. I mean, I, I was popping some of them. Um, I found that if you wear, I don't know, I wear like those black, like, uh, gloves, you know, like yeah. disposable gloves. Um, and they don't bite as much. I don't know if it's just because I can't see the heat signature in your hand as well or what, but it seems like they yeah, calm I mean, down a little bit more. So that's a tip. There they, there they, there they do it once and they don't like the taste in their mouth. But, you know, I, I, I just do it right out of the egg and they don't really, like I said, they don't fight yet. They're just like so tired from hatching. It's really easy well, do to you, do stuff with snakes when they're very tired. So. <laughs> Yeah, unlike people, right? Um, yeah, I know, right? So, yeah, any other uh, happenings uh, that you got going on? Oh God, please no, nothing. Um, I'm I'm hoping not too much, but we'll see. Uh, okay. We're just right now waiting on waiting on clutches. Uh, I wish I could tell everybody what's coming down the pipe or what's going to happen egg-wise. But I've seen locks from so many of my pairings this year. I was truly amazed with how many locks I saw. So um, I'm hopeful, but not really. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but uh, some females that I've seen a ton of locks from aren't getting the really big, like, full uh miss that you would see from a gravid female so i'm kind of on the fence about them of course i'm saying this and next week they could be coiled around eggs so i'm a little on the fence about a lot of things this season so we'll see gotcha all right well i guess we'll uh wrap up this crazy show (laughs) crazy show yeah backwards show that uh was going on um, let's see, uh, Morelli Python radio, you can follow us on Facebook page, Morelli Python radio. We're on Twitter and Morelli Python and our website, Morelli Python radio.com. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments or guest suggestions, send us an email info at Morelli Python radio.com. Uh, don't forget about carpet fest coming up. Uh, Southern carpet fest is the next one on the, Calendar 428. Yeah. Uh, for you and more I are going to talk about that tomorrow, sir. Yes. For more info, contact <laughs> Bill Siegel or Evan Browder. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, Damn right. Just gotta, we got to book our flights, and uh, yeah, you'll see us there. So uh, that's a very good time if you're down there. Or, hey, if you even want to fly out. Tickets aren't that expensive. They're like we're, hundred bucks. Apparently, we're taking a crew with us because you and I are going to fly out. Matt and Kim are going to fly out, and then Chris Salemi's like, "I'm you. I'm waiting for you guys to book your flight so I can book mine." And I'm like, "How many freaking people are coming with us?" So you know, yeah. this is we were all thick, man. Now, <laughs> we have we have an entourage now, and I'm so proud of us. So you know that I can't wait. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, South Southwest Carpet Fest is six ten. Uh, for more info on that, you can contact Travis Johnson. 
Uh, and then our Northeast Carpet Fest is June 3rd, uh, right around the corner. So can't wait. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Apparently we're going to actually, I, I actually had to, I put in for the time off for the Friday for Carpet Fest. And my father was bitching at the house, at, at the office. And he's like, I don't understand why you had to take off the day before. I'm like, I tell Barrick set up. He came up and helped me. He goes, he goes, I didn't see him there. I'm like, wait a minute. The whole week prior to you refused to come to my house because you said you didn't want to help with this shit. And then he's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, uh-huh. So <laughs> my dad, my dad attempted to heave you under the bus, apparently. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That helped. Now, I don't know if I was helping, but I was at your house, and, you know, I, I was under, uh, yeah. You clean snakes. Well, no, I'm sorry. You and Chris Salemi apparently couldn't handle a coastal carpet python. I understand it's longer and bigger than most of the snakes you guys are used to, but it was funny watching this, like, three-year-old carpet, best of the two of you. So. What happened? I don't remember that. It was trying to bite it was, us? It was trying to it was trying to get away from you. Both you two, you two couldn't handle it. It was like oh. it kept moving. So it was all over oh. the fucking place. It's knocking shit over. Yeah. Oh yeah, Amateur. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yep, yep. Well, you know, I'm. I don't. I can't speak for Chris because he's giant size. But you know, I'm a. Yeah, hobby. I know. You're tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Northeast Carpet Fest will be here in Warminster. Um, in PA on June 3rd. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. We're going to have a, a, apparently a concert by the fire. Uh, <laughs> hey, so you, you bust out onto your freaking Facebook page today with your guitar and everybody's like, Oh, swoon, Eric, you are so amazing. I'm like, damn it. He's going to have a <laughs> following by the time carpet fest starts. So, you know, yeah, dude, so I've been meaning to uh as I'll just say this as a side story real quick. I've been meaning to yeah. like uh sit down and, and get my chops back up to speed again on the guitar, right? <laughs> you know. Right. And it's kinda it's kinda like lifting weights, you know what I mean? You gotta go back, you work them out, you do these exercises and all of a sudden you're you're back and ready to go. Everything is right. cool. But your fingers fucking bleed, dude. My fingers when well, I was yeah, playing that you, today. You the calluses. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I was in so much pain <laughs> playing those two videos. I was like, "Oh, this might be cool. Maybe I should, uh, <laughs> I should play this. I should play this video." And then I'm like into it, and like you know, it's going, and, and uh, I'm like, oh, "I can't stop now. Just feel the burn, baby. <laughs> Just like fucking push through it, you know? Oh shit! I felt like I was thirteen again. Walk up the door with like bleeding hands, going like I played the guitar today. Yeah, as she, as she came home right right before the show, and I was like, yeah, I was like, did you, she was the only one that didn't comment. The one person I did want to comment on the video, she's the only one that did it. And uh, I was like, did you see that I posted about me playing guitar? And she's like, no, I didn't. What do you think? I'm at work. Oh, what do you God think I got? So look at Facebook. I'm like, oh come on, that's bullshit. So she goes on and she looks at anything else you <laughs> Yeah, I know. If it's a Dotson running across the lawn with you know, wearing a pretty dress or some shit, you know, then it's like, Oh my god, I can't believe this video <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um but uh 
Anyway, I showed her. I was like, look at my fingers. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are super. I can, like, I'm trying to type, right? And I can't fucking type. Right. Oh, my God. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I'll have them all worn up by Carpet Fest and ready to rock. So, uh, so that's hey, one dude, cool uh, thing. I said next October, when we're at the bar, I'm sticking you in a corner with, like, a guitar case and your guitar, and you're going to get our, <laughs> our beer money that way. You know? Yeah, there you go. Done. Uh, exactly. We can't, <laughs> well, we're not selling anything, but Eric keeps bringing in the beer money, so we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Keep going. But my fingers are Play, bleeding, Eric. Owen. Keep playing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want to try to sell my snakes. No one cares. You know, yeah. Uh, all right. So for myself, uh, you can follow me, E.B. Morelia, Facebook page. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all at E.B. Morelia. My website's ebmorelia.com. And my email is eric at ebmorelia.com. That's all I got. Cool. For me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also look up Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com and check us out, all the fun stuff we got going on over there. As far as shows, we don't have any for at least probably another month now, but I will be attending the Habit of Grace Reptile Show as well as uh, so many of the other reptile shows in the Pennsylvania area. So if you want an animal delivered free of charge, let me know. Um if you go to Rogue-Reptiles, you can check out the breeding diary. All we have the stuff going on over there. If you're interested in any of the animals, want to get put on any of the lists, let us know. Um, and we'll get you guys set up. Uh, that's all I got. That's all we have for you guys tonight. We apologize for the technical difficulties in the beginning of the show. And thankfully, if you're listening this far, you stuck with us. Good for you. Um, we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio, and hopefully we'll start on time next week. Good night. Yeah, right? (laughs) 